the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, November the 28th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 28, 1942, fire engulfed the Coconut Grove nightclub in Boston, killed 492 people. That's the deadliest nightclub blaze ever. The cause of the rapid, uh, rapidly spreading fire, which began in the basement, was disputed for years. One theory was that a busboy accidentally ignited an artificial palm tree while using a lighted match to fix a light bulb. Who knows how it started, but it was deadly. Today in 1520, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan, he reached the Pacific Ocean after passing through the South American Strait that now bears his name. Strait of Magellan. Today in 1990, Margaret Thatcher resigned as Prime Minister during an audience with Queen Elizabeth II. Today in 2001, Enron Corporation, remember them, was once the world's largest energy trader. It collapsed because a would-be backer, a person who was going to, or a company that was going to rescue them, with an $8.4 billion takeover deal, decided not to do it. They walked away from the deal. Enron filed for bankruptcy protection four days later. Thousands, perhaps millions of people, lost money on that deal. Today in 2018, Democrats nominated Nancy Pelosi to become House Speaker when Democrats took control of the House in January. Well, this coming January, there will be a reverse of that, be a different party in control of the House. Hopefully they will do some good things. Um, I pray they will, and I think they intend to, at least some of them do. But uh, we'll see. We'll be talking a lot about that on this program as we go forward. It looks like Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House, but there's some real challenges to his being Speaker. I don't know if there are enough. I haven't followed it that closely but I don't know if there are enough people in the House to uh, change to someone else. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll see what happens. There is some problems, and there is some um, some real challenges to the uh, to the head of the RNC. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about that today, but we may be talking about it in the near future because. Uh, I'll tell you, there's just some real challenges, some people that are very, very upset uh, with the current um, leader of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, over a number of issues. And again, I'm not going to get into that today, but very, very aware of that. I've been following that very closely. I want to say thank you to the Washington Federation of Republican Women. I know quite a few of you listen to this program, and uh, thank you. We appreciate what you do. And they tweeted out, the organization tweeted out on, um, it was on the 28th. So that was, oh, that was this morning. And um, no, it was yesterday morning. It was the 27th. 
uh, they said this, freedom is God-given and reigns in our hearts no matter where we live. I thought that was great. That's a good message to be out there. And it's always, always a positive message about freedom. It is freedom comes from God. And freedom does not come from a government or a political party, regardless of who they are or what they may be. But it is, uh, it is something that God gives to mankind. The U.S. Senate is set to vote on the Respect for Marriage Act, as they call it. That is the, that is the most in-your-face um, action I've seen out of the Senate for a long time. And I've seen a lot of ugly things come out of our Senate. So have you. But that's what it's called. It's called Respect for Marriage. It's a push to get gay marriage, so-called same-sex marriage, uh, enshrined into our law and to protect it from Republicans who are bigoted, I suppose, uh, they say. So that's what's going on. And, And Schumer had said he was going to vote on this immediately after uh, Thanksgiving. Well, that would be today, but I'm kind of watching what they're doing on that. We'll see. We probably will be talking more about this in the future. Um, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But uh, I found it interesting the other uh, the other night, if I can find it here. Yeah, the other uh, the other night on Jeopardy, uh, a lot of people watch Jeopardy. The ratings are sky high and have been for a long time. But this new episode of Jeopardy, it was launched a uh, it's launched a social media debate over the authorship of, of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, and uh, apparently they they flubbed the thing Jeopardy. They don't do that very often. I mean, that's what they do is deal with words, and like I said, they've been doing it for a long time, and they do it very well. A lot of people watch Jeopardy. But during the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions, I think that was last week or the week before. I think it was last week, actually, uh, maybe the week before. But anyway, a Bible-centered clue for participants, Amy Schneider, that's that guy who is now a, a woman, he says, Andrew He and Sam Buttery. They were on this final Jeopardy. That's the last, uh, uh, the final round. That's the last you know thing they, they do in, on the on the show. Well, the the, uh, the 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 statement was the answer was Paul's letter to them is the New Testament epistle with the most Old Testament quotations. So Buttery he said Romans. Andrew guessed Philippines he probably meant Philippians, and both answers were deemed incorrect. Then Schneider guessed Hebrews, and he who acts like a she, was deemed correct. The problem with that is, unlike the other books of the New Testament, the authorship of Hebrews is not explicitly revealed. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of ideas about it. I mean, there's a lot of of people that think, you know, Paul wrote it, uh, Clement, Luke, Timothy, Barnabas, Apollos, all of these guys have been uh, credited with writing this. But we don't know for sure. I mean, some people think they're sure, but it, it, I don't think they anybody knows. God knows. But anyway, the the book of Hebrews just simply begins in the past. God spoke to our ancestors or, you know, our forefathers through the prophets of at many times and in various ways. Also, the other problem with that that, that I notice is that Romans actually includes more Old Testament citations 
than Hebrews. So I'm not suggesting that we're smarter than Jeopardy, but they kind of messed up on that biblical question or answer, I guess you would say. So you just want to be careful, and that's why it's always important that we stay informed. Oh, not necessarily about Jeopardy, but about world events, things that are going on, because we live in a world that's ever-changing. We live in a world that is challenging truth on every front, every front, whether it's our children, whether it's the working people, the productive people in our culture, whether it's the elderly, whether it's race, whether it's gender, it doesn't matter. Everything that is true and good is being challenged today by a faulty, false, destructive ideology. It's called our worldview. One group of people have a biblical worldview, the other does not. It's just that simple. It gets complicated in the details, but it's that simple at the top. We either believe that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and if we can accept that, we can accept the truth of God throughout all of the tree of life. Every part of our life and our culture, it's easy to accept how God has worked through the human race since creating them in the past. If we cannot accept that, if we cannot accept the fact that God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, then we're going to have a problem through life, and we're going to be misled. We will be misled because there's some pretty sharp minds that have been darkened and are destructively being used by Satan, not only in the classroom, but certainly in the classroom, but in the culture as well. And I want to talk to you a little bit today about some of that. There's some new data that shows the world's population passed a 8 billion people in November, and it it should be celebrated by the Christian community as a fulfillment of a biblical mandate, a certain well-known Christian apologist is saying. That's running contrary to what the world is saying about this, and they're still talking about it even today. There's a couple of articles out there about this. The new data also challenges Darwin's old theory of evolution, one that is shot so full of holes, nobody should believe Darwin's theory of evolution. Even the evolutionaries say, well, you know, he, he, that's what he knew at the time, and they try to cover for it. But the fact of the matter is, it is pathetically wrong, but it's ingrained into our thinking here in America, our secular progressive thinking, and into our educational institutions, the schools, the public schools, government-run schools, it's so ingrained into the fabric of the schools, it's not even questioned in the lower grades, middle school, high school, university. It's not even really questioned by the elite. It's just accepted, or else you're marginalized. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today as well. On November 15th, 2022, what's that, a week and a half ago or so, the world's population reached 8 billion people. That's a milestone in human development. There's no question about that. This unprecedented growth is due to the gradual increase in human lifespan owing to improvements in public health, nutrition, personal hygiene, medicine. It's also a result of 
high and persistent levels of fertility in some countries. Others, not so much. Well, it took the global population 12 years to grow from 7 to 8 billion. It will take approximately 15 years until 2037, they say, for it to reach 9 billion people. That's a sign that the overall growth rate of global population is slowing down. And I talked about that in America. It's slowing down pretty dramatically. We are not reproducing ourselves. In fact, Schumer made the case here about a week or so ago that that's a case for open borders, that that we, we must have workers. And so we should, I mean, that was a racist statement. It's anti-American. It's kind of supposed to be woke, and it wasn't. He was standing up there mumbling about this and saying it was a good thing that our borders were open, as they say, because people were flooding over and we need workers. And in the, in the world of woke, that is racist. I mean, if Ronald Reagan or someone like that would have said what Schumer said, it would have been all over the place in the news. And he, would have, he would have been deemed a racist and bigoted and so on. But that's the world, again, the world we live in. The U.N. is expressing profound concerns. I'm not going to talk a lot about what they're saying, but to put it to, to a sentence or two, they are deeply concerned about overpopulation. They always are. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, which is the face of evil, she was a eugenicist. She was committed, her whole life was committed to weeding out the non-productive people in society. She had a problem with the blacks. She didn't think they were productive. I mean, she wrote about this. I'm not extrapolating from what she said that she might have meant. She said this. That's why you see the Planned Parenthood clinics primarily in black communities. And they talk about serving the underprivileged and the underserved, but what the motive had nothing to do with underprivileged and underserved in America. The abortion clinics, which they became, that she founded along with her sister, had nothing to do with that. It was all about thinning out the race. She talked a lot about overpopulation, but she talked about non-productive citizens, non-productive people in the population. That was her life's work. And so she started what we know as Planned Parenthood now today. So this is deep into the, the ideology of the left. This whole idea of controlling the population and all that. Bill Gates has been talking about that lately and others have been talking about it. So here we have this now we're at 8 billion people. But it raises some real questions that I don't think the left wants to hear or talk about. And I want to talk a little bit about it today. I'll continue that in just a moment. But let me just take a moment to say I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day this past weekend. I took the day off after Thanksgiving, and we reran our program that I did for uh Thanksgiving Day. You may have noticed that if you listen to the program. Thank you for giving me the day off, man. It was great. But I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And we're looking forward now to Christmas as it's coming upon us to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be talking about that more in the days to come and fitting it into the message of the, the Christmas and and 
the all of the parts of 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 uh, Christmas into what we talk about as we address the things that are happening each day in the news. I also want to tell you that I, among the many things I'm thankful for, I'm thankful to all of you who support this ministry because it is a month-to-month matter. And if you were not standing with us, we wouldn't be here to have this conversation today. So thank you so much. We need your support. We particularly need to hear from those of you in the Portland, uh, Salem area of Oregon and of Southwest Washington on KPDQ. We need to hear from you. Uh, we're not meeting budget there, and um, we are elsewhere and exceeding budget in some cases. But we thank you for considering, perfectly considering. And some have responded from the last time I mentioned this, and thank you. I know full well that you've responded, so thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. As I said, the UN is expressing deep concerns over overpopulation. Ken Ham is the CEO and founder of Answers in Genesis. He said the 8 billion figure represents mankind's fulfillment of God's commandment to be fruitful and multiply. He takes a whole different case, attack on this case. He doesn't see it as the UN sees it although they're talking about it incessantly. Ham says, quote, Earth didn't give rise to life. God created life. And he formed the earth to be inhabited, Isaiah 45, 18, by that life. Ham wrote on a blog the other day. He said, And the crowning jewel of his creation is mankind, Adam and Eve. Yes, all of God's creation is beautiful, though now it groans from sin. That's absolutely true. Genesis 3 and Romans eight twenty two talks about that. It bears his image, made in the image of God, male and female, Genesis 127. So we shouldn't be moan that 8 million people, what they might do to the planet, he says. We should celebrate that there are 8 billion image bearers of God living on this wonderful planet that God made for us. That's quite a different take than the UN and the ne'er-do-wells among us, including some of the richest and most elite Ham also believes that this new data from the United Nations report greatly undermines the old notion of Darwin and his theory of, edu- of uh, evolution. So Darwin has a conflict with truth once again, and he's had many conflicts. But let's talk about Darwin for a moment. Consider that evolutionists believe modern man has existed for over 200 years, some billions of years. But generally, they, they, that's a number that you hear more often than some of the others, that mankind has existed over, uh, over 200,000 years. And yet, as this so-called news article links <laughs> above, above, uh, about states and about populations and world governments and world countries and so on, we didn't even hit a billion people until about 200 years ago. How, how do they rationalize the math, the arithmetic, with 200,000 years of existence with the actual population of the earth? Ham addresses that, and he says, so for tens and tens of thousands of years, humanity's size somehow just didn't grow. 
Did it stay ridiculously small for an almost incomprehensible amount of time before suddenly exploding in our modern era? That doesn't make sense, even with our medical advances. He wrote this, and I quote him, After 32 doublings, which is only 4,800 years, the world population would have reached almost 8.6 billion people. That's 2 billion more than the current population of 6.5 billion. He wrote this 10 years ago, which was recorded by the U.S. Census Bureau in March of 2006, 12 years ago. This simple calculation shows that starting with Adam and Eve and assuming the conservative growth rate previously mentioned, the current population can be reached well within 6,000 years. And, of course, that's a part of what he does is he teaches young earth, and he believes it. We know from the Bible, however, that around 2,500 B.C., 4,500 years ago, the worldwide flood reduced the world population to eight people. But if we assume that the population doubles every 150 years, we see, again, that starting with only Noah and his family in 2,500 B.C., 4,500 years is more than enough time for the present population to reach 6.5 billion people. Consider this. Evolutionists are always telling us that humans have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. If we did assume that humans have been around for, say, 50,000 years, and if we were to use the calculations that are out there now, the ones I just mentioned a moment ago, there would have been 332 doublings of the world's population. It would be a staggering figure. I don't know the name for it, but I can tell you it would be one followed by 100 zeros. So whatever that is, that would be the Earth's population. Well, that's unimaginable. That's silly. Billions of times greater than the number of atoms that are in the entire universe would be the population of the Earth. Such a calculation, is it's nonsense. The claim that humans have been on Earth for tens of thousands of years and yet we look at the natural progression as it exponentializes. We look at that and we say, wait a minute, how does this all work? The, 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 the left, the progressives, never stop to look at reality. They're always creating new truth, new re- re- reality. They're always in transition. They're always transitory in their thinking. What is true today may not be true tomorrow. I will decide what my truth is tomorrow, and on and on it goes. It's ridiculous, and it's destructive, and that's my problem. If these people want to be stupid and live out here on the edge of reality, that's their choice. But when they are in in places and in powerful positions, either authorities in, in, in the community or particularly in the classroom, and they are bombarding our children with this, then it becomes very troublesome. And it bothers me, and I hope it bothers you as well. This cal- these calculations are, are ridiculous. Conservative arithmetic reveals that clear mathematical logic for a young earth, a young age of the earth, from two people created around 6,000 years ago, and then the eighth, the, the eight people preserved on the ark about 4,500 years ago, the world's population could have grown to the extent that we now see over 6 million, now it's 8 billion people. You can't make the math work for that. Here's the problem, and let me talk to you a little bit about Darwin's dilemma, as I like to call it. 
with a population clearly possible and probable in just a few thousand years, we can honestly ask the question, if humans were around millions of years ago, why is the population so small? This is a question that evolution supporters have got to answer, but they can't. That's why they always have um, in-transit truth. They always have to make up a new truth because old truths don't work for the progressive. That's the difference between the Christian worldview, the biblical worldview, and the secular worldview. The biblical worldview stays with truth that is absolute. That's building your house on the rock, not on the sand, as Jesus taught. Same thing. Many people believe that evolution began with Charles Darwin in 1859. It didn't. It's not accurate. Evolution is an idea that existed at least back to the Greek philosophers, a Frenchman named Jean-Baptiste Lamarck, he proposed a form of evolution in the early 1800s. In fact, Darwin's grandfather, Erasmus Darwin, he engraved a Latin motto on his coach, on his buggy, and he put him on some book plates in his library as well. In Latin, that meant everything from shells, indicating that he believed in evolution. Darwin built on past ideas, added his own wrinkle, and one that he borrowed from a creationist, this Edward Blythe. Darwin observed that farmers could breed all kinds of animal varieties using artificial selection. He then extrapolated from that, given the millions of years his friend, this Charles Lyell, proposed whole new types of organisms could evolve naturally using Blythe's process, hence natural selection. What Blythe saw as a conservative force in God's creation meant to keep populations from breaking down, Darwin took and changed, as Nancy Pelosi and all these other people are always trying to change scripture, change facts, change truth, same thing. But he changed, he took God's what God meant to keep populations from breaking down, Darwin turned into this creative force, not a sustaining force, as God has created in the universe, but a creative force replacing God as the creator, and that turns organisms into entirely new kinds of organisms over eons of time. When Darwin, when Darwin published his book, the ground had already been prepared for its acceptance, particularly within the church. The scientific community, by and large, had accepted this millions of years hypothesis of Lyle and this guy named James Hutt, Hutton, it seeped into the church. Numerous leading theologians of the day, like Thomas Chalmers, if you want to look into this more, they were advocates of this gap theory, which attempted to add millions of years into the Bible. The influence of Chalmers and others like him caused many in the church to unquestionably accept millions of years and some to add even Darwin's evolutionary ideas into the Bible. I can remember people suggesting in my lifetime as a, a young man, suggested the idea, well, maybe there's a gap. I mean, there was creation, then there was a gap of millions of years, then man appeared at about 6,000 years. I mean, evolution has become the dominant dogma in the scientists. In the scientists, your kid goes to school every day, he's taught that every day, or she. Evolutionists still teach that man evolved like ape-like creatures over millions of years. Then why is the population what it is today? I'll leave you with that question. You can think about it, but that's why we do this program, and that's why we talk about the things that we talk about here. 
We need to be informed because the world is desperately trying to indoctrinate and control each generation. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.